May is Mental Health Month, so we want to set aside three episodes and discuss mental health in your child. Of course, in one way or another, we will be discussing this topic during many episodes. But in these episodes, we want to focus on mental health in very specific ways. Thinking that your child might be struggling mentally or emotionally is terrifying. But the good news is that very, very often we can really help. In these episodes, we're going to discuss three areas. First, signs and symptoms of mental illness in children and adolescents. Second, indicators that your child may be thinking of suicide and how to respond. And third, the recovery mindset. Now, this is your mindset for your child's recovery and ongoing growth. These are big subjects, but as always, we'll give you specific information to help you navigate the topic. Hi, I'm Scott Brown. Come talk to me. So here's the crazy thing. It's been 37 years since I met with my first psychotherapy client. Prior to that, I had studied in college and graduate school for six years. So I have spent 43 years studying and practicing psychology. Now, according to most historians, the field of psychology was founded in 1879 or about 143 years ago. So I've been studying and practicing in the mental health field for 30% of its life. Now, aside from meaning that I'm really old, It also means that I've seen a great deal of change in the profession and that we've made tremendous progress in the treatment of children and adolescents. With help from our friends, the pediatricians and the psychiatrists who prescribe medication, we've made huge progress in the treatment of anxiety, depression, anger, autism, LGBTQ issues, ADHD, emotion management, behavioral acting out, and other issues. We're going to look at signs and symptoms, and in this, we're really looking at changes in these areas, and unless it involves a safety threat, we're almost always looking at several symptoms. That is to say that a single symptom or even a couple of symptoms are usually not enough to make a diagnosis unless the symptoms are disrupting the person's life. First area, family. The first family symptom is a violation of the family love, affection, and playfulness norm. Now, if you remember our first episode, I talked about this notion of a mentality in the family, a norm, a sort of a context, right, of playfulness and love and affection, silliness and teasing, and joy, and that we really wanted that to be the background. And one of the first signs of mental illness in a child or an adolescent is when that individual violates that. They pull away from the family. They don't want to play. They don't want to be teased. They don't want to engage in board games or affectionate sorts of actions. This is, this is a serious sign. Second would be frequent disobedience. Third, change in relating to the family or time with the family. The child refuses to go to family dinners or family functions, um, doesn't want to come to dinner on Sunday, even at the, in the family home, those sorts of things. A second area that we look at is behavior. 
And in behavior, we're going to look at a change in sleep. This could be the child who sleeps all the time, hours and hours, or a child who can't sleep, can't fall asleep or wakes up in the middle of the night or wakes up very early, an hour or two before their alarm goes off. Along with that, a change in appetite, eating too much uh, with weight gain or eating not nearly enough with weight loss. We're talking about kids with 10 or more percent of change in body weight, we begin to get concerned. Next, the decline in hygiene. This is a big one. You have a child or an adolescent who is used to taking care of themselves and dressing reasonably well and showering and brushing their teeth, and all of a sudden that begins to go away. That's a real concern. A change in appearance. Another really big one. This is the child who seems to go to school on Monday wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt and come home uh, that Monday wearing all black with black eyeliner and uh, ears pierced with safety pins hanging in them and some sort of uh, radical or extreme t-shirt, uh, maybe with uh, a black trench coat over it, black combat boots. Now, I'm sort of making that into sort of a, a bigger picture than it has to be. But uh, those sorts of changes, not saying that they're bad, not saying that the child can't dress that way if he, she, or they want to. That's perfectly fine. I'm just saying that that sort of dramatic change gets my attention. Change in social group often goes along with the change in appearance. And, you know, it's the same sort of thing here. I'm not saying that... that kids are good or bad. I mean, there are some kids that, that are really great kids that struggle. But I am going to tell you that if my child goes from hanging out with a group of kids that are active in good organizations, get good grades and have fun and stay out of trouble, to hanging out with a group of kids that are involved with alcohol and drugs or not very active at school or getting bad grades, that sort of thing. I'm not saying those are bad kids at all. I am saying that that change is concerning. A decline in ability to experience pleasure is the next quality. Things that your child traditionally has found fun, now they, they don't enjoy, whether that is uh, an athletic sort of activity, an artistic activity, game play, family gatherings, hanging out with certain friends, even down to TV shows or movies. Hyperactive behavior. And you don't really have to worry about whether you're going to recognize hyperactive behavior. Hyperactive behavior is obvious. I'm talking about pretty extreme inability to focus, inability to sit still, uh, inability to, to kind of hang out and just have a conversation, uh, constantly getting up, wandering around, those sorts of things. Abuse of alcohol or drugs. Change in sex drive. Inability to carry out daily activities or responsibilities, uh, not turning in homework that they finish, not finishing homework, not trying to do their schoolwork, not getting to school on time, not doing chores that they've been assigned, especially when all of these are changes in their normal level of functioning. Frequent temper tantrums. And then last in this category of behavior is Avoiding friends and social activities. Staying away from, maybe from friends they've had for years, and they just begin to pull back and pull away from them. 
The next category of symptoms includes thoughts and ways of thinking. Here we're looking at problems with concentration where there were none before, problems with memory, confused thought, um, forgetting things like what class they have for third hour or um, important dates or important activities, seeming to not be sure of what they're thinking about or how to conduct their, their lives. Frequent nightmares. And a nightmare or a night terror can be a pretty scary kind of thing, right? The child can, even after they're awakened, can remain sort of in the night terror, uh, drooling, uh, crying, staring at you and seeming to not see you. It can take a while for them to come out of, of a real night terror. And if those become frequent, we become concerned. Difficulties understanding or relating to other people. Difficulty in perceiving reality. So here we're talking about delusions, which are bizarre thoughts, or hallucinations, which are bizarre sensory experiences. Hallucinations involve hearing voices or hearing things that aren't there, seeing things that aren't there, sometimes smelling things that aren't there. Multiple physical ailments without obvious causes. The big ones are headaches, backaches, and stomach aches. These are vague and ongoing aches and pains that are disrupting the child's life. And then, of course, the last thinking area are thoughts of suicide. And final category is feelings. Here we're going to look at things like excessive fear, worry, anxiety, panic attacks, panic attacks without apparent reason, Sadness, feeling down most days for two, three, more, more weeks at a time. Extreme mood changes, including uncontrollable highs or feelings of euphoria, really on top of the world. Many years ago, I had a uh, young man drive, not tell his family, uh, but drive from Kansas City to San Diego. They didn't hear from him for several days, and they called him from the... Uh, stadium in San Diego where the Chiefs were getting ready to play the Chargers back when the Chargers were in San Diego. He was very manic, uh, very euphoric, hadn't slept the entire time it took him to drive out there. Um, that would be a, a kind of a remarkable example, but not an unheard of one. Prolonged or strong feelings of irritability or anger, especially if they're accompanied by aggression. Difficulty tolerating frustration. And uniquely enough, with feelings, an intense fear of weight gain. So what do you do? If your child is manifesting several of these symptoms, it's really, really important to seek help. Your child's pediatrician is a great place to start. And that physician can direct the care regarding medical and psychotherapeutic interventions from there. Uh, the, the pediatrician can refer you to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a social worker, um, whatever sorts of care they believe the child needs, evaluations from a neurologist or a neuropsychological exam. The pediatrician is the well-rounded sort of lead in that, in that treatment team and can refer you where you need to go.
We're going to include these lists in the show notes because I don't expect anybody to be able to remember them. So feel free to take a look at those. And again, if you have any big questions, contact your pediatrician. Thanks for listening. I'm Scott Brown. Thanks for coming to talk with me. Dr. Brown is a licensed psychologist. This show focuses on general parenting advice. If you are concerned that your child might have a mental or emotional illness, please seek help. Your pediatrician's office is a great place to start. Come Talk to Me is by Priority Care Productions. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. To learn more, visit pcpeds.com or see the show notes in the episode description. Thank you for joining us and join us again next week for Come Talk to Me.